of Gaming Fix. Uh, I'm your host today, Allison, and I am joined by Alex. Hey, I also brick PS4s. <laughs> uh, Erica? Uh-huh, I'm about to turn my phone into a brick with all of the dumb mobile games I've been playing all week. <laughs> and our best boy, Pat. My phone already is a brick because it's big and thick. <laughs> so is it the uh, Energizer phone? No. It's a it's a razor phone, but the energizer. Yeah, I, I wish I, you know, I definitely had that thought of like, do I want that? Because I, I definitely get frustrated with my phone battery, but I don't know if I could handle that literal brick. <laughs> I plug my phone into my car all the, like whenever I get in my car and I drive enough that my phone never runs out of battery because it's always getting charged. Like every few hours there's it's plugged in. So battery is not that doesn't matter that much to me. All right. So we're going to uh, talk about some of the games we've been playing this week. I know I haven't played very many myself, so hopefully you guys have played some games. Uh, I have the opposite problem. I listed a couple games that I've played, but in fact, I've played like eight of them. So <laughs> All right, well, so that's all. Oh, that's good. <laughs> be prepared to listen to Pat talk about like, a bunch of just random games well, from various eras. Yeah, I can talk about. I, I have a couple that I really wanted to hit on that we'll discuss, and then if we need to fill time, then I can talk about things like Pokemon, uh, or which is real good, Kenshi, or a lot of other things. Let's just talk about like Suikoden and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played Suikoden in a long time. No, like Pac-Man. That's Last year. A- I really did consider uh, playing some Suikoden games last year. So (laughs) So don't tempt you. Yeah, seriously. I might have, I I might have downloaded one of those onto my now dead Vita. Oh wait. So I forgot your Vita died. If I have a Vita, if I ever get a new Vita, then I could play Suikoden. The best Suikoden game is one of the ones on PS2. If you ask me, Uh, if you ever Uh, get a new Vita, no, I and my, my I'm sad about my Vita dying to the point where I have actively still thought should I get another Vita? Wow. Suikoden three. I'm a big fan of Suikoden three. Anyways, go <laughs> play Suikoden three uh, and uh, get a Vita now that uh, production has halted in Japan. So it's basically as dead as it'll ever be. Yep. They're worth their collector's items now. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with uh, Erica. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was prepared. Um, I wasn't writing notes. Um, <laughs> Wait, so Erica, is it still winter in New York? Are you guys still have a shit ton of snow? Is it still hella cold? Um, it snowed this week. It's cold. Um, it's actually supposed to be war- warm-ish this weekend. I was outside today. It was pretty sunny. It's not so bad. It's like maybe like 40 Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. Uh, it's <laughs> basically like, the same as it is here. It's like three or four, so it's not that bad. <laughs> okay. this week too. Yeah, like it's like this. The 
there's probably still going to be a little bit of snow, but we haven't really gotten hit with anything too bad. Um, they closed schools. What? But like, yeah, they closed the school. It wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be like maybe I think like a six to eight inches. And then the mayor closed the school is like the day before to give like people enough time to find somebody to watch their kids i guess and it ended up getting we ended up getting like maybe two inches so (laughs) that that, that definitely happens here too (laughs) yeah Yeah, like 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 new york city they don't like to close schools here because a lot of people you know rely on it for what the like having their kids have a spot to go to while they're at work and whatnot but like uh so it doesn't happen very often but when it does, the mayor gets a lot of hell for it when it doesn't really snow that much. (laughs) Alex, I don't know if you experienced this, but we had a weird day here where it snowed. We were under a winter weather advisory Uh from like 4 a.m. to noon on Wednesday. I think it was, uh, maybe it was Thursday and it snowed and it snowed like an inch and a half or two. And I was like, holy shit. When I woke up, cause like I looked outside and the, the advisory hadn't hit the night before. So I had no idea it was coming. I looked outside and it was like slushy in the roads and there was snow on the ground. And I was like, how did this happen? And it was like, you know, a good couple inches of snow. Um, and so I, I managed to get into work. Okay. Cause the main road was fine. And then by lunchtime, it was all gone. Uh, no, we did not run into that. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. That's, it, like that's rapidly really got up to like 40 degrees and then it was gone by like early afternoon. Yeah. But <laughs> yo, your schools are wimps, Erica. We didn't close our schools unless it was either uh negative 30 or if all of the roads were closed. Negative 30 <laughs> Celsius. Yes. That's like so dangerous. Yeah. Is that, is that a real number? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we would get to negative 40 sometimes. So it's not that. Oh is an no. absolute zero like negative fifty? Like oh. <laughs> absolute zero. <laughs> Wait, yeah, sure. Loot. Okay, zero in Celsius. I need to look that's this 30, up. That's thirty. That's thirty. That seems a little bit. I'm okay. kidding. It's, there's no way. That's <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> okay, but absolute zero is minus two seventy three. So okay, yeah, we got to wait. Well, I mean, that's that's not as low as I thought, though. <laughs> What you're telling me, Alex, is that we should be sending uh, like young Canadians into space because you like they just wouldn't need any like any any kind of like heat Protection. solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just put on a coat; they'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. no, put, on, put on a bunny hug. <laughs> what is a bunny hug? <laughs> it's a hug. Wow. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, what about these mobile games, Eric? <laughs> Okay, let, we, we need to backtrack, but bunny hug. It's yeah, like bunny hug one- is a hoodie. What? I thought it was like a onesie. I googled a bunny hug and I got oh, like no, no, okay. bunny just hugging. Okay. That sounds way cuter than whatever it is that Alex is talking there's, about. There's also Vico. The bunny hug was a dancing style. There's also apparently. Vico. They're brands. Vico is a uh, is a uh, chocolate milk. What does that have to do with sweatshirts? Anyways, mobile games. <laughs> what? West Canada. I don't know. And now you've outlined why we can't send Canadians to space. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I've been playing those superstar games. Um, 
which like Allison, I'm sure you know what I'm talking oh, about. I honestly do not. So like, really? oh you talked about you said that as if we would all know what you were talking I, about. Yeah, those <laughs> superstar <laughs> games. I know you fuck with K pop too. Like I was so I do. I do and I don't. Yeah. So I like, don't I don't go look I don't look for, for K pop games though. Yeah, well I'm on a I'm, You're on a different I'm, level. I'm in a different <laughs> hole right now. <laughs> So I think I, I I forgot who was playing it. It was one of the members of Twice. I saw playing it on something, and I was like, "Ooh, probably okay. in a video." <laughs> yeah, like she was playing. I know it wasn't like a music video. It was some kind of like like press something. Was and it like, Mina? I know Mina plays games. It, I don't think it was Mina. It might have oh, been Mina. Never mind. I don't think it was Mina. <laughs> but um. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, I was uh, watching them play, and I was like, "Ooh, maybe I need another mobile game, <laughs> and maybe I need another to be a rhythm game too." <laughs> so I don't know. I downloaded these games. There are four of them. I've played three of them. Um, so they're like, they're just they're just generic rhythm games. They're kind of similar to like those like like what are they called those like piano weird games that people like uh, i see like yeah. as advertised constantly on youtube and stuff they're like uh, i know what you're talking about don't yeah what called, i forget what they're yeah. called piano tiles something like yeah, that yeah 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 um so there's there's four of them i played uh superstar sm town uh, superstar jyp nation and superstar bts <laughs> <laughs> So BTS has their own for whatever reason. The other two are like, you know, major labels. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's cute. It's more like, it's more that I care about the songs. So that's why I'm playing it. There's a really good selection. Um, like the superstar SM town has like, you know, all of like the SM artists that you would want, like, that i don't know they have they have girls generation they have xo they have shiny they have uh super junior you know like they got they got everybody you, you would want <laughs> um, like the jyp nation one has a fuck ton of twice which i was hype about <laughs> like, yes. That's very good. So, yes. download that one I'm, yeah. I'm legit downloading it right now yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's Red Velvet also on SM. Right there. Oh. Gotta download that too. I remember. I see one um, of the others is Pledis, and Pledis is terrible. So yeah, I don't. That's the one I didn't <laughs> play. Uh, <laughs> mostly just because they they uh, form groups and then they're just like, let's not do anything with them. So, so yeah, er- Erica. Yeah. What is a rave bonus? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, it's just like it's just like if you are uh if you keep like your streak going far enough you start to get a rave bonus it's the scoring in that game is really weird and i'm not 100 percent sure i understand how all of it works but i definitely understand how some of it works i don't know how the weekly rankings work at all i read a description on how they work and i still don't get it like it makes no sense to me at all <laughs> like, like it's just i don't know but like, when you're doing when you're playing the songs there are cards and you you like collect these cards um but like as you're playing them like the 
different cards for different members or if it's like a solo artist they have like a like a performance card they have like a a vocals card and they have like i don't i forgot what this was like charisma or something i don't know (laughs) um then they they shuffle through them throughout the song and depending on like how rare your card is for like that member and it's not even during like that that member's part or anything like that it's just like when they decide that that's the card that's coming up Mm -hmm. um the if depending on how rare your version of their card is that you have like equipped it like it multiplies your score then and it if you have like the same theme like like today i was playing uh love shot by exo and so i have a kai love shot card and so like when his card comes up i get like a shit ton of points <laughs> but like if i don't have like the whole set of like the whole crew during love shot. I only have like two of them. <laughs> so like I get like a ton of points then, but I know if I have like the whole set, then I'll get like a bunch more, but it's weird. <laughs> it's like, it makes, it's just kind of like, like I kind of wish that, that they would make it. So like maybe when it's like the, that person's part that member's part in the song that that's when it comes up because otherwise it just like shuffles it randomly like i don't i don't get it that would be a little bit jarring i feel like oh because then you'd be like watching it you think you'd be like what this isn't that member but yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know but i don't know it's cute the the bts one is like today's sugar from BTS's birthday. So like have like a special update for his birthday with like his face is like the, the little icon on like the, That's the shortcut on it. and like uh his solo song is like the weekly song i don't know what that means exactly but it's the weekly song it says (laughs) uh they have plenty of other solo songs i don't know why this one is special but it just has the word weekly written on it um it's i think i like that one the best and it's not because i know the catalog more it's more that like it I think they they made that one expecting to appeal to a, a wider audience than the other two have. Like they, I, I, the first thing I noticed actually was that you could log in with Facebook on that one only. <laughs> um, but the the it, it kind of just explains what's going on a little bit better. It's the same game. It's just, I played that one last and I kind of like afterwards I was like, Oh, now I know how to play the other two. <laughs> and it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Like I understand now how you have to like sacrifice cards to like upgrade your other cards and then merge them together to get different things. And I don't know. So it's like WWE super card, but it's yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a lot like that, but a rhythm game, (laughs) but I don't know. Um, it's cute. If it's a rhythm game, it's probably more fun than WWE super (laughs) card. Listen, Chris is watching. He's going to be upset. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not saying that you, that you can't enjoy, WWE Supercard. I'm just saying it's not very fun. <laughs> the fun part is not playing the game. The fun part is collecting the cards. Yeah. 
Oh, and then also I got hit with like the worst indecisiveness of my life because like y- you have to like create which, whatever your icon is going to be. So like with the BTS one, it was super easy. Cause you know, like I have literally seven choices and then I pick like what the flag for my country. So like, of course to pick Jimin and then like <laughs> an American flag. Um, and then, uh, the other, the other ones though, you have like every group to choose from and then you have to pick one member from all of those groups that you love. Can you change <laughs> it? Is this like an Overwatch icon where you can just change it every few days? I'm sure you could change it. I haven't checked, but like I was frozen with decision today trying to pick <laughs> a bias in twice. <laughs> Who did you pick? Oh God. I picked, <laughs> picked Dahyun, but like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> like i just i don't know like i just love them all (laughs) choice in games i keep calling them my wives around the house i'm like oh yeah this is my wives around tv and stuff (laughs) i just amazing i I love them all i really do (laughs) i cannot possibly pick one but i don't know you, you guys, you should download this. It's dumb. Oh, oh, one more thing. <laughs> I forgot to mention that they only give you like one verse and they only give you like up until like the first chorus, which devastates me every time. No, <laughs> like, that's just, okay. As soon as the song gets going, <laughs> I'm upset. The like, song like gets rid of all the like all the good like rap part parts and certain yes! songs. Like, like yes! the rap at the end of Likey, like yes why would you put that in the song that's that's dumb that's horrible like he's like the only one i can think of where you get two choruses because it starts with the chorus so like they give you a chorus then they give you a verse and then they give you a chorus but then yeah they just give you the rap yes i know i'm so glad you feel my pain because i was devastated no that's horrible (laughs) i'm and it's not like k-pop songs are that long you can do a full three minute song yeah. So, so speaking of mobile rhythm games, did any of you guys end up playing Sidus 2? I have it on my phone, but I haven't really played it. I've only played the first one some. Um it's like I, I enjoy it. It's a cool game. There's just a lot of songs in it, so Yeah. It seems like rhythm games on mobile are finally good. <laughs> There's no reason they shouldn't be, right? Like yeah. the, it's a perfect platform for them, really. Uh so Yeah. Yeah. So Sidus is a cool game, yeah situs 2 i actually i i like the mechanics of situs 2 like a little bit better than ones because obviously i think they thought about it a little harder but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I mean i just don't care about any of the songs in situs 2 (laughs) that's totally fair anyway that that, that, for k-pop fans this sounds like a real neat thing except for the chorus (laughs) yeah i've i've heard that like you couldn't get these games except the bts one um anywhere but in china or korea for like a long time and now they brought them over to the american app store at least um is k-pop big in china um i mean i know exo used to do half their songs in chinese but i don't know about like anything else and there's a couple of groups that have chinese members in them yeah that's true that's cool yeah but yeah eight yeah 
All right. <laughs> well, I'm cert I have like downloaded both the JYP and SM ones, so I will be playing that after this podcast. <laughs> uh, Pat, how about you? What do you want to talk about first? Uh, Bring up the list. Uh, one, <laughs> no, I'll go through the couple that I have, and then we can come back around if anyone wants to talk about more stuff. But uh, let's go on a journey back to the magical time of 2009. <laughs> uh, does everyone let's remember see. 2009? Uh, Wanted <laughs> came out. Oh, my God. There oh, my was, senior year of high school. There like. was... Uh, Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4 came out. Mm-hmm. And this other game that I think was terrible is Divin. Divin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. Uh, let's 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 get get out of the way that it was not a major release when it happened. But yeah. uh, so I've been I've been finally I'm almost done with it. I have one last quest to do in the base game, uh, and then there's an expansion to it that is included in the the current pack and get. But uh, the I've been playing a lot of Divinity 2 Ego Draconis. Um, which is known as like also the Dragon Knight saga and also Flames of Vengeance because of the various different ways in which it was released over the course of the first few years that it was around. Man, um, why do you got to play all this casual shit? <laughs> so, I don't, if people remember, like last year I uh, powered through um, Divine Divinity and Beyond Divinity, um, largely because. I've played a little bit of the original sin games, but never gotten that deep in them. And I would like to at some point. And they're set like a thousand years after the other divinity games, but, um, they are, they don't, you don't really need to know what happened in the other divinity games, but I am so interested in how they translate that. Like I'm really interested in the passage of that much time. It's one of the things that I like a lot about the elder scrolls games. Cause they're all spread out over the course of the history of Tamriel. So I thought it would be fun to play those older games first. And, um, so far, I mean, beyond divinity is a bit of a, so like you remember divine divinity, the first one, it looks a lot like a Diablo. Um, and it plays a lot like Diablo, but it's structured more like an elder scrolls game. Um, which is really cool because it's this top down kind of action RPG Diablo like, but in reality, like the story and quest structure is a lot more like a big open world RPG. And then beyond divinity is a little closer to being more like structured like Diablo, but mechanically it involves more like pausing and directing two different party members around. Um, and, Beyond Divinity is not a great game. Divine Divinity is and definitely holds up, but Beyond Divinity is not a great game. But both of them have a interesting... The story is very simple, but it's kind of interesting and not just the typical dark demon lord comes to destroy the world that most fantasy RPGs from the era had, um, which is kind of cool. And then they're full of a bunch of really good writing and humor. That's really where Larian kind of excels is in just the perfect, like they're very funny without seeming, um, without, without like faking it, I guess like the, it's, it's genuinely funny stuff that's in those games without it also breaking the kind of immersion of being a fantasy RPG, which is cool. So divinity two, um, which has been really fun to talk about with people because everyone assumes I'm playing original sin too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you should assume that if someone says that, because why would someone go back to this 2009 game? But I actually <laughs> like it a lot, I think. Um, and it's definitely, uh, 
a product of its time. Um, but I really have been enjoying it and it is structured a lot like, and plays even a lot like the first Witcher game. Um, so I don't think it was necessarily, I mean, I'm sure they took some inspiration, but the Witcher, the first Witcher game came out in 2008. Uh, it, so it was only about a year, 2007. Oh, okay. So I guess it came out in 2007. Then, uh, I was just, I was just told, uh, the, the steam list it's released date is 2008, but it must've been, must be that the definitive edition came out in 2008, but, um, it's pretty clear that divinity two took some inspiration from it because, it has a very similar look like graphically and the, from where, like where the camera is placed, it's a little bit more action y than the Witcher, which isn't saying a whole lot because the Witcher totally is an action RPG as well, but you're kind of more directly like clicking your left mouse button to swing the sword all the time kind of thing. Uh, but, um, what I really like about it is it kind of maintains that sort of, uh, quirky, entertaining writing. And it also includes after about, I think it's about 10 hours in, you get it. It's around like a 35, 40 hour game. After about 10 hours into the game, you get the ability to just press the, on the, on the PC, it's press the Q button. And then you turn into a dragon and you can full <laughs> flight. You can fly all over the place. You have a fire breath. You can shoot fireballs. You, I mean, it's like, Full okay, now you've sold me. Like, why, really why, cool. Why would <laughs> yep, why would you not be in dragon form? Also, so the you you can't really see stuff on the ground. It kind of fades out all the like. It it really doesn't. It's not like you are go, shifting to a different perspective, but it fades out all of the like enemies and detail stuff on the ground. Um, okay, be, like, geometry. But like, if you were a dragon, right? <laughs> Why would you need to be on the ground? Then? <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, you still have to do you still have to do quests where you're killing certain NPCs. And then the other thing that they do that is a more direct answer to that uh, and more real is there's also these like anti dragon zones where like the bad guys <laughs> put up the like these these I don't know what to tell you. It's like anti air <laughs> stuff. So that you can't, it'll kill you immediately if you fly into it as a dragon. <laughs> But you have to you have to go out of dragon form in those areas. Um, the, and and the way it's structured, like the first map of the game, you're not a dragon, and that one is like it's the smallest of the maps, but it's still pretty big. And so there's like ten hours of quests and stuff you do there, and then you go because the the story is that you're a dragon slayer. Again, the Divinity games have a pretty interesting and entertaining story, but um, these dragon slayers think that the dragon knights who are people that can turn into dragons uh, betrayed like the main good guy and killed him. So they're all uh, out to kill all of the remaining dragons and dragon knights. Um, and then one of the last surviving ones uh, gets in your head. Uh, you're like a young slayer. That's about to, that's just kind of going to go on the first hunt to kill the last dragon knight. And this last dragon knight as, as it's dying, like inserts itself into your brain and turns you into a dragon knight. So that's how you're, eventually able to turn to a dragon and fly around and, and uh, stuff. So uh, I don't want to tell people that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no. It's slayers. Slayers can tell if you're a dragon and anytime you run into slayers, they're like, Oh, so you're a dragon now and try to kill you. Oh, okay. So when you say anti dragon zone, <laughs> all I can think is how great it would be if you could combine that somehow with ACE combat. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny you say that because, like, when you're flying around as the dragon, it totally feels like you're playing a different game. Like, it feels like 
you're playing a, you know, like a nineties, early two thousands behind the back. Like you, you to, this is totally like, it's similar to like, but better than the game that they made based on that rain of fire movie. Um, it, it's that kind of like rogue squadrony. You you're, you've got, you know, other stuff spinning around you, other like wyverns and things. Um, and then you have like towers that you're blowing up that are shooting ballistas at you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the dragon combat is really fun and it makes you feel super, super powerful. Um, and like the, the combat when you're on foot is not amazing. It's a little bit clunky, but it, it's still totally serviceable. And the stuff you can do with different like builds is pretty cool. Cause it has a pretty wide range of skill options. And then like the way that you spec out based on different equipment is pretty cool. Cause there's different sets of armor and it's fun to kind of find them and find the right combination for the playstyle you want to have. Like early on, I decided I wanted to try to do be a warrior that, um, life steals and regens faster than enemies can damage me. And it totally works. Like I was able to, to spec into that kind of thing. So hmm. it's very cool from that perspective. Um, the biggest, com- Hmm. Would this game be better though if it was just a game about being a dragon? Uh, I don't think so because uh, <laughs> we're really like, stuck on this dragon it's thing. Like, I mean, you should. I mean, that's a big part of it. The best thing about the dragon thing is the is how um, how easy it is to get from place to place mm-hmm. because there's also no falling damage either. So you can like jump off a cliff and then turn into a dragon and um, and then just fly to wherever you need to go without needing to fast travel because the map is pretty large, but when you can fly around it like a dragon, as a dragon, it's a lot easier to get around. Um, but in terms of the like actual content where you're fighting and stuff, it's, only, it's like 70% on foot, 30% as a dragon. Um, but uh, the, if I have any major complaints, it's that the difficulty is kind of uneven. You go through weird spots where it's like really 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 hard and frustrating and you have to like like taunt out one enemy at a time to fight them because if you fight more than one it's bad in a map where there's like 40 to 50 enemies (laughs) so it's that can be really frustrating but then sometimes like right now i'm at a place i i was at that really frustrated spot and then i found some new armor and now i'm at like i just lay waste to everything so that uneven difficulty is a little off-putting. And then it's also going to be really hard to go back to for anyone who is not, who wasn't playing a lot of RPGs back then. That was, I was playing a lot of like oblivion, Witcher, the Gothic series, the risen series. It definitely kind of fits in on the like risen and Gothic series side of the spectrum of being like very European and, and kind of clunky. Um, but I don't know. It's a really fun game. I've been, I find it been finding it pretty satisfying. Uh, the dragon stuff without the dragon stuff, I think it would be a little more generic and less interesting, but I'm excited to finish it because, uh, while I'm not going to dive right back into it, the, the game after that in the divinity series is divinity dragon commander, which is a real time strategy, like four X empire game. (laughs) It's like not an RPG. (laughs) (laughs) it's, It's actually really, really good. Um, with without a lot of caveats and one of the things you can do in that game is turn into a dragon and fly around with similar mechanics to divinity 2's dragon stuff hell yeah and like help your rts troops as a dragon it's a i actually have played i've played the most of that game of the whole series prior to getting through divine divinity and dragon commander is a legit really fun good game uh so yeah i don't know that was it's pretty cool that series holds up and if you've played original sin and you're curious about like more of the mechanical heritage of Larian's games. I totally recommend checking those out because they're cool to go back and see how they 
evolved things and and took things from other rpgs happening around the time cool uh so if anybody has any other dragon questions i can answer them <laughs> so i've heard they have an interesting relationship with cars <laughs> let's not get into this oh, anyways oh, no. <laughs> I, no. I don't think we can no <laughs> oh now i'm upset Next every question. That, and now people are gonna know that about me <laughs> <laughs> um the other game that i've been playing this week is uh well one of the many other games i've been playing this week that i wanted to touch on was uh, is uh, star wars battlefront 2 yeah <laughs> so, uh, so, wait, so, so wait why uh so <laughs> i thought wait i thought i had talked about this in our group chat at first maybe i didn't you did um okay so uh why is actually because on so i'll give you the the real reason why this week was the week that i reinstalled it i bought that game after it received all of the like massive price drops last year um like the well it was the december after it came out so december 2017 i think um i bought it because it would they they like knocked it half off for a holiday sale and it was after it had been a disaster and everything and i actually thought the launch version was a little i understand that because it had pay to win elements. Like if you have even a hint of pay to win in your game, that that means it's going to get completely obliterated. I get why not saying I'm okay with that, but also the, the vitriol around that game, I think was a little overblown. Like it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Uh, I feel like people just kind of jumped on that hate train for the, uh, community management. So that was terrible. Yeah. That was their big, where they stumbled was they the like pride in your achievements or whatever that was that was bad bad. Uh, and and it it wasn't balanced well from a progression standpoint if you thought of it as a i'm going to play this game for two years and then another battlefront's going to come out Mm -hmm. um so i can understand why people were frustrated with it completely uh and it was definitely not a game you should have spent 60 dollars for at launch that's the if i had spent 60 bucks on it i think i would have felt pretty burned but then over time they like reworked the way that um the progression worked and i was a big fan of the progression updates they started putting out some content around like solo and stuff and that was pretty good it was not the best but i mean it was cool and solo being the movie yeah sorry yeah the movie solo um and i was playing through that stuff um the biggest problem that i had with the game the other thing too is it has a really cool campaign even if you have no interest in playing it multiplayer the campaign got like is in my opinion, like super underrated and it's totally worth the 20 bucks that the game costs now to play through the campaign. If you're a star Wars fan, cause it's good. Um, the, the, the thing that, uh, kind of put me off of it last year and why I uninstalled it was on PC. I can't speak to consoles, but I, I've heard it was better on console, but PC it was super fun. But the problem was if you queued for the main mode, galactic conquest, um, which is the mode that is 40 players. It's where you've got like big walkers storming Hoth or whatever, like the mode you want to play, frankly. Um, the way that the PC version worked is if there was an open slot on an existing, cause it's all dedicated servers. If there was an open slot on an existing server. It would jump you in there and then you'd be playing on that server. Okay. But I'd say eight times out of 10, when you hit, you wanted, when you told it, you wanted to play, it would spin up a new server because there would be another 30 people all looking for a game 
hitting it around the same time. Mm -hmm. So rather than being able to slot you onto an existing server, you would start a new server and it always had the same map rotation from the top. So you would all, it would always start out with like the Kashik map. There's like, there were like 12 maps, I think Galactic conquest maps. And these are big, huge maps with multiple stages. So there's a decent amount of maps in the base game. I think I saw three of them in the four months that I was playing it a lot because unless you stayed on the server for it to rotate through the maps, which the games are like 20 to 30 minutes a piece. So, you know, unless you're going to sit there on the same server for two or three hours playing without taking any breaks, you're looking at like just getting to see the first few maps in the rotation every time. So that was why I ultimately quit since that time they added like such a weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, I think the only reason that it didn't get more, that issue didn't get more attention was because people were so pissed off still at EA about the pay to win stuff. So the the Mm -hmm. player base on PC was pretty small and I mean, there were some Reddit posts about it, but they just didn't seem to make it a, a priority to fix that. Did, so I just kind of let it go. Did any of the Battlefield games do that? I don't remember. No, no, it had its own. There was no. So Battlefield games on PC, Battlefield 1 and 5, mm-hmm. and even like Hardline, you've always been able to start custom servers. Yeah. They've always had custom servers. Battlefront 2 did not have custom servers. It was only ea official servers that you got to by hitting q for match and that was it which is fine i actually kind of prefer that because i like putting as all the players into one hopper um but it also just didn't work from a from the way that the the architecture around it was based so i uninstalled it since then they had announced this big clone war season of content where they added um a young obi-wan they added anakin skywalker they added count dooku and general grievous um that are all, all characters that aside from anakin because i hate hayden christensen that are <laughs> I, I liked all of those characters a lot in spite of the movies not being good like dooku is a cool character uh young obi-wan is awesome and like really 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 cool uh, Grievous is a cool concept for a character. Um, so I was kind of enthused to see those. They've also been putting out maps like every couple of months for free. All this is free. Um, they don't charge for any of it. There's some cosmetic stuff you can buy now, but, um, every, all the gameplay content's free and they were adding like vehicles and things. So one of the things they did that I wasn't aware of is they also fixed the matchmaking. So now when you, it's a little bit more like playing other, um, like, games that you queue for matches in where when you hit matchmake now it just cues you for a random it's picks out a random map from the whole list or from whatever they've decided the list is because they do kind of go in sometimes and take pull stuff out and put stuff in to make to keep it fresh but it makes it like i played probably four or five hours of it this week and saw like six new maps that I had never seen before. Some of which were in the game at launch, but I just never saw them because of how bad the the rotation was. Um, But to get back to the reason why it was this week that I did this is (laughs) they just, they're just finishing up the clone Wars stuff this month. All the characters are out now. Anakin came out a couple weeks ago. Anakin in this game is way like the the character. It's so funny because Obi-Wan looks like Ewan McGregor and Count Dooku looks like Christopher Lee. Like, spitting image one of the things that is undeniable about battlefront 2 it is incredibly gorgeous and like looks amazing and they did a great job uh with those likenesses however uh for some reason anakin doesn't look anything like hayden christensen <laughs> like his face is rounder he has a little bit more of a button nose 
uh, I guess he's a little bit closer to Anakin from the Clone Wars series um, than he is Anakin from the movies, but he still is a little more cherubic than like, Anakin in the Clone Wars series still has a fairly angular face. So I wonder if, wonder if it was to get around like licensing the, maybe, I don't know. Rights. They clearly must have licensed Ewan McGregor and Christopher Lee. Cause those yeah. characters are very clearly, but other characters in the base game, like Luke looks a lot like Mark Hamill, but Han does not look like Harrison Ford at all. the, the young Han appearance that came out in the solo content season for that movie looks like, um, what's his name? The guy who played solo in that movie. So, but, but, but it, the old Han does not look like Harrison Ford that much. I mean, you can tell what they're going for, but it's not, it doesn't look like they face scanned him or anything. Um, so I don't know, but, uh, the main reason that I installed it is because I was, I I was listening to, uh, the giant beast cast a couple weeks ago and Dan Riker was talking about how, um, Anakin says, I don't like sand in battlefront two. And I literally installed it for that reason. Oh I my was, God. I, I think that made it. me like go, okay. To, so now I kind of want, to I have not heard him <laughs> say, I don't like sand yet. I have a feeling he probably does though, because there's a Geonosis map. And I'm guessing that if you play him on the Geonosis map, one of the random lines he will say as he's running around is I don't like sand. The thing that is good though, <laughs> the thing that is very good <laughs> is that I he, don't want, I didn't want to play this game, but now that like one of, single thing, you should totally me. play this game. It's very good. One of the, one of the voice lines that he has, well, first of all, Obi-Wan's has a hello there voice line, which is yes. <laughs> excellent. Yes. Oh my gosh. Cause yes. the voice lines are spam, spam, spamable like in any other game. Uh, and then what is the one? Um, oh, and then Anakin can say, this is where the fun begins. So, all oh you God. need to do is make sure that <laughs> oh in God. I played a game, a match of heroes versus villains. They have this mode that's like only the heroes and the villain. Because normally in a, in a normal game of like Galactic Conquest, you accrue points. You play as the grunt troopers and you accrue points through playing. It's not kill streak. It's like battle points, just score points. And you can spend them to spawn as different vehicles and characters. It's a very cool mechanic. It's way better than the way they did it in the first game which is where you just got like tokens to spawn as a hero. Uh, and, and, and there's builds like you, you build out, uh, you select loadouts that are like ability altering, um, cards. This was the originally the pay to win thing. Now it's not paid for. You just get them as you level up. Um, so like, you know, you can make it so that Luke's your Luke Skywalker has a better mind trick and a better force push and better lightsaber blocking versus, you know, more lightsaber damage, the ability to throw a lightsaber and, a shield or something. There's different loadouts you can put on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then you pay like 4,500 points for in era heroes and you can pay extra uh, in the match. I mean, with your like score points to, to spawn as a hero. That's not from the era that the map is in. Um, but there's also a mode called heroes versus villains, which is a little more like a MOBA where it's four V four and you pick a character to play as, and you're either on the hero side or the villain side. Uh, so, when you initially spawn in, there's like a little walk up where like each side there, the four characters like walk up and like ignite their lightsabers or captain phasma checks her blaster rifle or whatever. And you can spam the voice lines there. So of the best thing have. is when there are two Anakin's or when there's one, there can't be two cause it's here's a bills. But when there's an Anakin that's just spamming, this is where the fun begins over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> during those opening animations. I love it. I think that was what ultimately sold me on 
not ever uninstalling this game again. Great. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, I, I honestly though, in, in all seriousness, it's like, it's, it's gotten way better. Uh, they are reworking lightsaber combat this month. So it's going to have, it has a totally new system where before it wasn't very engaging to fight lightsaber versus lightsaber. Mostly the, the, the characters just sort of like flipped around and killed lots of, of hero characters. But like, you just kind of spam attacks when you see another lightsaber user. Um, so they're reworking it to include a stamina system. So you can't just swing as much as you want. You have to think more about your use, use of your lightsaber. Um, and they're putting out a new mode that they've been teasing that looks like it could be the space battle mode from there's already a starfighter battle thing where you can just play as the spaceships, but there looks like they're teasing a new mode where you, uh, do sort of capture points in space and then fly into the other capital ship and like take it from the inside, which is a thing that was in battlefront two, the old battlefront two, that was the like beloved mode in that game. So they're adding that back in. They've just said that it involves going inside capital ships and capturing points. So it could also be that it's a ground battle that transitions to a battle in a capital ship. That's hard to say for sure. Um, so their content roadmap map ends in March. They don't have anything like announced beyond that, but I'm really, really hoping that that's just because it's the end of the clone war season and that they will have more stuff to do. I would love to see them do another kind of mini season in the lead up to E3 where they just do some cosmetic stuff and then announce another year of like more meaningful content, like the clone war stuff at E3. It's hard to say for sure. They could also announce a battlefront three, but I think that would be very ill received because I think the perception, if you haven't been playing and seeing Battlefront 2 improve, that is that that would be a disaster. Yeah. Uh, so I hope they keep supporting this game because it's got the legs and it still looks incredible. So there's no reason that they need to really abandon it and move on. And I would say to anybody that likes Star Wars, you should absolutely buy this game. It's like I think it was on sale for $15 <laughs> on Xbox over the weekend. It was on sale for $6 on PC. Yeah, it looks this like it's week. still on sale for on PC. Kind of wondering if my computer is beefy enough to handle it, but that $6 makes me kind of want to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun there's a fun single player story um the the uh and it, they they like there's like basic fun single player story and then they added some free missions onto it that kind of bridged the gap from its story into Force Awakens and the the new series. Um and it's just like, it's kind of the ultimate multiplayer star Wars game. Like I'm not going to say that it's better than like Jedi Academy or something like that, but it's also the one that's easiest to jump into and play. And it's, it's still not the best balanced game in the world because now it's not pay to win, but you grind out the upgrades. So if someone's been playing forever, they're going to have level three upgrades versus your level one upgrades. And you know, they're not like, do more weapon damage or anything, but it's still meaningful stuff like aim down sites faster or whatever. So like, it's not extremely well balanced. You get in a lot of games where it's clear that one side is just dominating the other side, but it's super fun to play. It almost doesn't matter as long as you don't take it too seriously. Cause who cares if you win and it's really cool, flashy star Wars battles and it controls really well and the shooting feels good. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend it to anybody who has a passing interest in, in the franchise. Cool. Uh, well, I am now definitely kind of sold on at least giving it a shot. Um, I'll keep. I'll stay on the hunt for. I don't like sand. That that's <laughs> report back. Good, good, good. <laughs> that's something I need to know 
is in there, which I, I do expect that it is, but uh, I'm glad that I was reminded of this is where the fun begins though, because, um, in about two weeks, um, the, uh, Clone Wars comes to Star Wars X-Wing, the miniatures game. Mm. And I am not going totally wild. I'm just going to buy one of the new factions that's coming out, which is the Republic and hold off on the CIS. But I've made sure to inform my friends who are not fans of the prequel series that they can expect me to say, this is where the fun begins. And now this is pod racing. That's the one Every I was going to ask time. if so, it was in, uh, in, in Battlefront. Is, now this is pod racing. So, so I haven't seen that. The Naboo N1 Starfighter is not available in okay. X-Wing at launch. That's coming out for X-Wing in like three months. Battlefront, I don't know. Um, the, the Naboo Starfighter is in Battlefront, I think, but I don't think young Anakin in one is in it. Um, but there is a young Anakin pilot in the Naboo Starfighter for X-Wing. So, okay, so then you can go, now yeah, this is now pod, this racing. pod racing. I've Every so X-wing, the way X-wing works is you reveal, you dial in. Everyone picks the maneuvers for their ships on these little cardboard dials. Uh-huh. Time, and then you flip the dials over to reveal what maneuver you're doing with one of the cardboard or plastic, I plastic templates. So I just said that every time I reveal an Anakin dial, which is every turn. I'll say now this is pod racing as he executes his maneuver (laughs) as he executes order 66. Got it. Okay. No, I, I I just love whenever people who make star Wars stuff embrace prequel memes. Yeah, definitely for the battlefront team. I think because there was so much backlash against them, they did super embrace the prequel memes because it was a way to get people on their Reddit to, Which to like, stop sending them hate mail. <laughs> and it, ultimately it, it worked out. Normally I'm not, I enjoy prequel memes, but not usually the, the places that they're, that they're fronted. But in, in terms of in battlefront, it the out. place they're battle fronted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I can yield my time, but <laughs> I played some like Pokemon and other stuff too. That's bad. hell yeah. But you chose the wrong starter, so no, there's no way that no, no. I, I mean, Poplio is 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 a perfect being. I mean, Poplio is great. Like, I'm not no against Poplio. Perfect. Okay. Have you seen Rowlet though? Yes, Rowlet is great. Litten is Rowlet is a owl with a bow tie. God, like, here we go. <laughs> Poplio is a seal with a button nose, like with with the the nose and the frill, the neck frill. So, Allison, how was Captain Marvel? <laughs> Captain Marvel was great. I really, I really loved it. Uh, how many I seals are in Captain Marvel? <laughs> Navy seals, maybe. Uh, no. But but no, I really loved it. I, I uh, had seen some reviews from uh, critics that I normally really agree with that were kind of like mixed on it. They said it was fine. So I, I, I don't know how much my expectations were before I went in. And then I saw it and I was like, this is amazing. Hmm. Um, like I was saying, if it, it is uh, in our chat earlier this week, I really don't think this is the movie that if you're not on board with Marvel is going to convince you to be on board with Marvel. It is fully, it is fully uh, embracing the weirdest parts of Marvel, 
and it is fully embracing that you are a Marvel fan, probably if you're seeing it, which, you know, for an origin story is a bit weird, but at the same time, I kind of love just how bold that is <laughs> that they're just like, yeah, we assume that you're in on all this bullshit. Just like you like it all already. And it's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, but it was really, really fun. I really, I really loved it. Um, I, I am, uh, considering braving the snow tomorrow to go see it again. It's, uh, it's really, really fun. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil it at all because I think that everyone should see it. Even Alex, who doesn't like Marvel movies, but where would it rank in your MCU list? Oh. If you had to pick, like, it could be fuzzy. You can say, like, I don't know, three or four or five or a hundred, whatever. You just hit Allison with so much stress. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'd say it's definitely top ten. But maybe not top five. So between, okay. like, six and ten. It was very good. It didn't get quite to the wow, this is phenomenal because it does have, it's, it isn't perfect, but the more that I think about it, the more I like it. And some of the issues that I had, like when the movie got started, um, like there are a couple of scenes where I was like, why is this in the movie? It, it, they came back in very lovely, in very good ways. So I was like, Oh yeah, this is that, that was a good reason to have that in the movie. So, um, I think people's impressions of it will only get better with time. Um, but so what you're it's, telling me is it's no Thor Dark World, but it's also not like Iron Man too bad. Oh God, no, God no, it's not bad. <laughs> it's genuinely really good. It's it's like, but it's not like say Winter Soldier or uh or Ragnarok or any of my. Or Iron Man three, which is the best Iron Man, and I will fight everyone. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that's so, accurate. It is. Okay, yeah, I know, but I, I, it's not everybody's opinion. But uh, but yeah, well, so everybody's wrong. Thor Dark World's the best one anyway. So <laughs> I actually didn't mind Thor Dark World. Surprisingly, <laughs> I like Dark World a lot, and everybody hates it, and I think it's really it was good. fine. Like I, I don't think better it's than the first Thor. No, God, no. Yes, no, it, it is. is. Oh, no, it is. I'm with you, Pat. <laughs> it's weird and cool. The dark elves are really interesting. Yeah, I don't Great. like I don't like Marvel movies, and I liked Dark World. It's pretty cool. The first Thor was. I love cool. Thor. <laughs> the first Thor. The first Thor. I, this is the first time I've been in a conversation where the majority of people are on my side about Thor: Dark World for starters. <laughs> the first Thor was so disappointing to me because, like, yes, Loki's great and Thor's great, but like the fact that like. I don't know the, it felt like nothing happened in it. For it was just like for listeners at yo, home. Allison is currently rubbing her temples. It was just like, Hey, Thor exists. Everybody. There was no, like, I don't know. You guys like Thor. Cause guess who's here. It's Thor. He's like a Norse robot. I watched that movie on an airplane. And I think maybe that's why I didn't like it so much. 
I don't know. I watched Iron Man 3 on an airplane, and then there's also Iron Man 3 is not a, a movie they should show on airplanes because there's like a 10-minute sequence where people are falling out of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, don't they like don't they like censor that stuff on planes so that people don't you freak should, out? They should. I watched they Final Destination on a plane, so no. Nope. Oh my god. Because <laughs> okay, because I heard people. Uh, I don't know if you guys are as in on uh, community episodes as I am, but there is one episode uh, where. It is why I'm I blanking on what it's called. Uh, it's in season two. Um, then I've definitely seen it. Conspiracy theories and interior design. It's my very yeah. favorite episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's like one point where they have a diorama and there's like a mini explosion in the diorama. Apparently that had to be censored on some airlines. And yeah. wow. maybe it's just that Delta doesn't censor anything. Cause that, cause that whole sequence of the plane slowly falling apart and Jesus people flying out of it is in it. And like, I already have a little bit of plane anxiety at that time. It was much less so than like, it's gotten worse over the years. But at that point I was pretty okay with planes. And I got to that part and was like, it, I, I had to like close my eyes, skip past it, get a glass of water. It like made me really, really, really uncomfortable to watch that. sequence. <laughs> so you should totally watch final destination on a plane. Then. No, uh, no, um, no, but anyway, Iron Man 3, even with that experience, still the best Iron Man. I would agree. It's true. Um, this video games podcast is going great. <laughs> well, this is also because I, the only other, the only video game I played because I had a busy week and was also busy with work is uh, Tetris 99. Hell yeah. It's currently in its first tournament, which um, is actually has a actually has a prize which yeah. i don't know how many nintendo oh. turn like if any real nintendo tournaments like this have had prizes i didn't know but that it, what, what is the prize but the top 99 or 999 winners get 999 points or 999 nintendo gold points that's which cool. is about ten dollars in the easter yeah, yeah so that's, that's, that's it's not like yeah. it's not a terrible prize um so it's because the game is free yeah that's right. awesome actually Right. So it feels like they're really trying, going to be trying to support Tetris 99 instead of just throwing it out there and going, here you go. You guys like yeah. Tetris? <laughs> you guys like Tetris? And I mean, that's fine. Cause I, I think that the game itself is works really well. Um, I've, I've been playing it pretty consistently since it came out. Um, but this tournament has been fun. It's this tournament has gotten really hard. <laughs> a lot of people want them points. So I've only managed to win once so far in the tournament, and I'm uh, not sure that I'll make the top 999. Which I was kind of like, maybe I can, maybe I am good enough for that. But I, I'm probably yeah. No, I mean, you already won one. That seems I got one one. Yay! It's been it's been hard, but I found that like the more I've played that game, I really wish that that game. I really wish that either there was a Joy-Con available for the Switch that had a good d-pad mm-hmm. or that that game was available on other platforms because like i cannot get past trying to control tetris with the switch controllers which is I a totally a me thing everybody else seems yeah. to be fine i don't hear anybody else like complaining about that but it's just not i'm not good enough at tetris that to add the the grappling with the d-pad the way it is on either the pro or the joy cons it's like totally ruining it for me. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's totally, it's totally, uh, a personal preference for me too, but I kind of really like, I, 
I, I, for most games, I wish there was a, like a discrete, an actual D pad, but I kind of like that it's separate buttons on this one. Jen, I feel for like most games, like, I agree. Um, but for Tetris, it's just not working for me. Interesting. Cause I feel like it allows you to be very precise and specific with how you play. Which I, 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 especially if you're moving fast, you can just, it's easy to just kind of jam the button. I think for me, the reason is because since I can't slide my finger around it at all, my thumb around it, it's making me play really slow. Cause mm. it's hard for me to get, I mean, you sort of can, because it's not like the buttons are that raised, but it's making it really hard for me to be precise at all because I feel like I want to keep my thumb in contact with it the whole time. Interesting. And that's not working for me. But again, I think I'm in the minority on that because it seems like most people are having a fine time with it. Uh, I, and that, I feel like that's the exact opposite for me because I feel like I'm able to be faster than pretty much any other Tetris game I've ever played. Yeah, I think... I haven't played that much of it, but I would probably be on Allison's side a little bit more just because I kind of got used to that D-pad control after Celeste. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Cause, cause oh, you, absolutely. Yeah, because like I tried that with the Pro Controller and no, because yeah. it was just broken. Uh, I used an analog stick to play Celeste because I couldn't handle the D-pad on either of them. Yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, I should try Tetris 99 at some point. Probably the only reason I even bring it up and don't just ascribe it to me being bad at Tetris is that I'm significantly better at, um, uh, the, the game of the year winning all over the, the board Tetris game that came out last year. Sure. Um, Tetris effect. Yes. Thank you. Tetris. Effect. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm way better at Tetris effect on PS4 than I am at Tetris 99 on the switch. Like that's, it's, it's so interesting how that's different because yeah. I, I feel like I'm way better at Tetris 99 than I was at Tetris effect. Yeah. Um, to the point where there are certain points in Tetris effect where I like during just the story mode on normal, I was having a, some real difficulty in doing it. Yeah. Whereas here I'm like, I've, I've won several times. I feel like, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on actual mechanics. I mean, mm -hmm. I've definitely, I definitely failed several times while playing the story mode of Tetris effect, but it never got frustrating. And it was always like, okay, I just need to play it again. And usually on like the second or third try, I was able to get through everything in that story. Mm -hmm. Whereas Tetris 99, I'm getting knocked out. The highest I've gotten is like 38 and I'm getting like usually knocked out within under a minute or so. And it's like not fun because it's so I feel like I'm spending more time queuing than I am playing it because I'm so bad at it. So that's kind of why it hasn't clicked for me at all. That's why I haven't tried it yet is I'm like, I love Tetris, but I'm really bad at Tetris and I just feel like I'm going to get frustrated. Like theoretically, I like the, the way it encourages you to play because it encourages you to play with a mix of, speed and going for larger combos. It's not like Tetris effect where pretty much in Tetris effect, you always want to go for the combo. If you can, if you can yeah. get a Tetris, you yeah. should. So yeah. I feel like I'm never playing Tetris effect as, even though I'm surviving and getting through it, I'm never playing it as efficiently and at uh, the level I should be or could be. Whereas yeah. Tetris 99, at least like you get the badges for, getting lots of combos and playing mm -hmm. well, I think correct me if I'm wrong, Allison, um, but no, you, you get, you get those for knocking people out, knocking people out. Um, okay. And, uh, but when you knock people out, you get all the badges they've earned. 
Uh, so, okay, but the, getting cool. the is, is 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 it then that getting the larger combos makes you attack? Like it sends out a yeah, more- you send more garbage That's when you have okay. more have more combos, and when you get um, it also sends out garbage if you get a full clear, it, and if you get a teaspoon, which I'm like extraordinarily bad at teaspoons, Same. but. Uh, uh, to okay, the point so where that, I'm like, how do you teaspoon? I like, I can do teaspoons fairly well. <laughs> I, it makes no sense to me, and I'm like, I'm like looking at this. I'm like seeing guys, and they're like, oh, it's easy to set up a teaspoon. And I'm like, how? honestly, when I first heard about teaspooning as an adult, uh, I was like, oh, that must be some super advanced technique. And then when I learned how to do it and what it was, I was like, oh, I did this on the Game Boy Tetris like 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't mean that as like, I'm great at Tetris cause I'm really bad at managing blocks. So that's all right. Mr. Humble. Okay. Let me like, seriously, you can be an incredible tea spinning. Doesn't mean shit. If you can't manage your, your inventory of blocks, like it's not, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's really where it's at. And I uh, think that's, I'm the bad one thing, at that. that's the one thing I really like about, uh, about, uh, Tetris 99 is I feel like the like skills are having a cool head and like when shit goes wrong, uh, basically being able to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of, that's what I enjoy about Tetris, uh, in general is that it's, this is a lot of like, okay, so my entire screen is now filled up with garbage blocks. Okay. What do I do to stop that? And, uh, I, I find that enjoyable as well as the, um, the I, I've started to get really into the strategy of getting the badges and then getting the getting that because the other thing that's interesting about the badges is that um, you send out more garbage. There's a multiplier based off of how many people are uh, targeting you at once. So oh. while uh, like initially when you see like ten people targeting you, you're like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? Like if you're at a certain point where you feel like, oh, I've I've got. Uh, you know, several combos or I can do several Tetrises. You're like, all right, I'm going to target all of the people attacking me. And this is going to be amazing. And, and a big, big yeah. combo of easy. That uh, strategy is really cool. So I, that's, that's something that I think, uh, that's kind of part of what I'm, I've been really into with, uh, Tetris 99. When but, does the tournament end? Uh, end of the day on Sunday. Cool. Okay. So yeah, so it was basically a weekend tournament, um, but it was open during the day on Friday. So all um, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. All right. Well, oh. next week we'll look forward to hearing how you did. <laughs> uh, I so far, so far I'm probably not going to get very far. Well, that's the thing that's also interesting is that they don't have any sort of leaderboard or ranking or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. So you really don't know until it's all over, but I know that there are some people who are insanely good at, uh, tech, uh, 99. Um, there's somebody on YouTube, uh, I think his name is Wumbo and, uh, he is like upsettingly good at Tetris 99 to the point where he has like, uh, let's see like yeah has over 800 wins or has about 800 wins right now Jeez. out of like maybe I, I can't remember but like easily over over half of his uh wins if not like 
close to two third wins. That's crazy. So there are some people who are insanely good at this game. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Like on the one hand, I understand that it could be really frustrating, especially people like me who are not good at it, but um, it's kind of interesting to see how people who have been playing this game forever in an, in, and I'm aware that there have been Tetris competitions, obviously, of course, but it's always, it's cool that those people can now bring that talent to a battle Royale game. Like, because yeah. the skill set of watching people play, um, Apex Legends and watching people play Counter Strike, as people who play a lot of games, we can say, "Oh, they're totally different," and you know they are mechanically totally different, and the way you play them is totally different. But it's still about like pointing and shooting, and it's still you're still dealing with like encounters where you're dealing with like a few people at once. You know, like it, if you are really, 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 really good at Counter Strike, odds are you're going to be really, really good at Apex Legends. Whereas with Tetris, it's kind of like uh, the the addition of the badges and the targeting is sort of a new thing entirely for Tetris. There's no real parallels. Like, yes, there's been competitive Tetris games where you shoot, where you throw garbage at each other, but it's always one-on-one as far as I know. I mean, I'm, I think there are probably some that have four players, but there's never been one that where you're playing it online against like a dozen other people or more. So the fact that there's now this game where you're playing against 98 other people and to see like really, really, really high level Tetris players be able to enter that is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that it's, uh, it's interesting to see that people, it's a lot of people who are, uh, just coming to it as somebody who people who really love Tetris. And those are the people that are doing well, because I mean, at the end of the day, all the badges and all the, all of the strategies are really good, but ultimately you can win without basically even thinking about that. If you're good enough at Tetris. Right. I guess that's kind of my point is like an incredibly good Tetris master is going to be able to open up this game and start winning like off the, like right off the bat uh, against like average players, which is just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that's, I think there's a, it's, it's very fun. So cool. Yeah. So Tetris 99, everybody should play it. If you like Tetris now, I'm going to keep trying it a little bit more too. And hopefully I can get over the, con- the controller hurdles. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, I mean, I, I definitely understand that. I, like I know a lot of people aren't super fond of the, fond of the joy cons, but I have pretty small hands. So I'm like, Oh, these are great. These are <laughs> yeah. amazing. Makes sense. They're my favorite controller. <laughs> I love them. I'm I like, love they, them they feel so good. And everything else about them aside from the D pad is I think great. That's the only thing that I don't like about them. Yeah. Have you tried, have you tried getting one of those, uh, Hori left, uh, joy con? I have not. No. Okay. I've also is not it, tried it, opening up my pro controller either to do that. Is it like a left shark? Uh, yeah, there's like a Hori, um, left joy con. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even realize what you were saying. And I, just didn't <laughs> I was going to say, is that, so, is that like no. a left shark? No, it's really, I was like the Nintendo official left joy con is like left shark because that's the one that like, derps up and like loses <laughs> so but no there's a there's like a hori d-pad there's a hori controller where you can get a joy con that is basically a, a left joy con except it has a uh, real d-pad, d-pad. cool yeah. um look at that and at, i just looked at one and apparently you can get a joy con for uh 20 bucks on 
uh, Amazon to the point where I, I like, I don't even need a D pad. And I'm like, maybe I should get one of those. <laughs> Cause that is a, a good deal. Amari generally makes pretty good. Hardware. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, it makes some decent stuff. Uh, do they have like a, a right joy con too? Cause that's, I would love it. If you could, if there was a, maybe there is uh, a playing Tetris 99 with a fight stick. Sounds like it would be pretty. <laughs> oh my God. I want that. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've always kind of like casually wanted a joy, uh, fight stick. Yeah. I'm, we were talking about this this morning, this year, maybe the year for our home to welcome a fight stick. Into it. <laughs> yeah. I don't of, play enough fighting games to like really justify LK11, yeah. a fight stick. But now that I've been really into Tetris, I I, yeah, a fight we, stick. we were talking about getting one for mortal Kombat, and, um, and, and then I would also use it to play. If I had one, I would probably pick up soul caliber, um, I would pick up, uh, dragon ball fighters. I would possibly even, yeah. I mean, like there's enough fighting games that I would be into it. I, the thing is we would want to play it on Xbox. So I don't know if the community is there, but at the same time, I'm so bad that I don't know that it matters. So <laughs> fair enough. All right. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing this week? So y'all, y'all are bringing your casual games. You know, is this going to be a cat mobile game? It's going to be a cat mobile game. Isn't is this going to be like an anime game, like a visual novel? I don't know. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I've been playing a lot of civilization six. I've been continuing with like some competitive overwatch and some trials. Uh, trials remains good. Uh, it, it gets hard as you it would expect does. from trials. And I love it. I got the, the a plus though on the, the uphill driving uphill, the landing oh, uphill. Nice. Oh my God. Challenge. Nicely done. And I was like, I feel equipped to continue to play trials. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't done much of the Charles university stuff. I should go back to that. That challenge gets hard by the I, end of it. That's, like, I got it. up to a landing. one. Yeah. And it was, it, I, I, it, it got to the point where you had to do it three times in a row. Yes. On like and, 70 degree inclines. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I was like, you know, if I kept fighting this, I could probably get that a plus, but I'm going to come back and do it later. Cause I don't feel it. Yeah. And I'll say trials. I still really like it. Um, the, the gameplay, I think the map is bad. I think a lot of the stuff outside of the game with like the customization is bad, but yeah, the act of playing trials is still excellent. And I still I'm, really like it. I, we talked about a little bit. I've been very surprised to see that reaction. Cause I don't, I don't think the map is like great, but I think it's fine. I, I don't I have any issues with it. Once you I, get like 50 or 60 levels, then it gets a little rough. Yeah. I'm at around 40 right now and it's seems fine. I don't know. I, I also, though, the way that I play and this maybe will change when I hit that higher difficulty stuff, I generally don't leave a level until I get a gold on it. Oh. Um, which has been oh, dang. not a problem for the first 40 or so at all. Um, I mean, that takes a few tries, but I don't Mr. humble again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'm that good at trials, but I like, I've played every trials game quite a bit. So I feel fairly confident in my trials abilities. Uh, oh no, no, I know. <laughs> I know. But, but this is an instance where I'm willing to say like, maybe I'm good at trials. I don't know. Uh, but once I hit like level 60 into those areas, I will probably start to have to leave them before I can get a gold on them. Cause they get super hard. Yeah, they do. Do you guys ever get like, I got this with track mania as well. Um, where the first time you play a level, you get really far 
And like, it's kind of like sight reading it and you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm getting doing this. Oh, I'll do this, blah, blah, blah. And then and you second guess yourself later on. Yeah. Then like, as soon as you restart, you start like fumbling on like the first or second, like obstacles. Yeah, I run into that a lot. Part of that is uh, the way that I play trials levels. If it's clear that I'm not going to be able to just bang it out and get a gold is I practice it in chunks. So I'll get like, mm-hmm. I'll identify what I think are the hardest parts of the level and then get to that point in the level and then just keep restarting on that point until I've got it really dialed. Yeah. And then I'll go to the next hard point. So like I'll have one run through the track where I spent like 40 minutes in one run, just like dialing in the hardest parts of it and then trying from the whole, the whole thing from the top yeah. um, with a fresh restart. But that can then lead to, Oh, I thought the first part was easy, but now that I've been practicing these hard parts, for an hour now the far the, the beginning part is hard so yeah yeah either way trials it's good it's not the main game i've been playing though the main game i've been playing is one i picked up this morning um at, on a whim because i've heard about this series for forever but never actually touched anything in it and that is angry birds 2 <laughs> real gaming hell yeah man it's fucking it's fine <laughs> It's fine. It's I very, thinking those games are pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty poorly tutorialized. They had a big update just uh, like last week <laughs> to this game that came out years ago. Yeah. Like, I, I don't exactly know what changed because like I never played the original. So, but I don't know. It's good. It has a cool art style. It actually is more kind of like the modern Rayman games than I realized, like kind of like Origins or uh, Legends. I don't think I ever played Angry Birds 2. I played all of the first one and then all of the the spin-off games that they did. Sure, like Rio or whatever. Or Star yep, Wars. Star Wars. Yep. Uh Transformers. Oh, there was a Transformers yeah. one? I didn't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I looked yeah. It up. Apparently Angry Birds 2 is the fifteenth in this series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I mean it's a good they're good, they're fine. Uh yeah, they're well designed. They're very simple and like the free to playness of it isn't overwhelmingly terrible i guess but i don't know i don't actually have that much to say about it it was more just a a joke but i don't know it's fine it's cool it's worth downloading for free i guess but it's it's i guess at this point it's kind of a um it's a staple in the household names you know the problem like there was a purity to the first angry birds that is kind of lost. It got lost over time. And I don't think it's there in angry birds too. Also where there's so many different special birds and there's so many level elements sure. that it, it would have gotten stale if they hadn't put more stuff in. But the, the first angry birds was very much a like moment in time thing that felt really good. And it was very, very simple and kind of sublime in a way. Hmm. Um, I really liked the, sci-fi one that wasn't star wars i can't remember star wars had this too but there was one where um the gravity of the objects there was like there would be like planets with stuff on them and the size of the planet would dictate how much pull it had so you could curve shots around planets that one was very fun that was my favorite one i think mario galaxy but angry birds yes because it didn't have it didn't have tons of special birds in it at that point um and yet it like it had the like gravity stuff i'm trying to see if i can find it but uh, that one was really cool i definitely recommend that one i'm taking a look through their list of games and good lord there's a lot of them yeah uh, there was, i think it was angry birds space space yeah mm-hmm. yep that was the one that's yeah that one was really neat that's a lot of games yes they must be doing extraordinarily well for them though so yeah, yeah. i mean does rovio make anything else no 
Yeah. And there's a new, there's a new movie coming out this year as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Dang, I, I, I didn't know. I was wondering how well they were still doing, considering I haven't really heard many people talk about it for... Like Every like, child with an iPad has them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, our circle of people probably don't talk about it ever. But so, I mean, that's true. But I, 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 I still feel like a lot of, uh, like, even, like, the mobile casual market is, mm-hmm. is, has moved on to a bunch of other stuff. So I... I, I I'm interested like, that it's still doing like, really like great. Fortnite. Also, also uh, that bad piggies game that they made uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. is really, really good too. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? um, it's, it's, uh, it's basically 2d banjo kazooie nuts and bolts. Oh shit. And it's like really good. <laughs> Surprising. I remember. Okay. Cool. I feel like I, you say all these and I feel like I've played all of them. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I didn't remember that. I've played like literally all of these games that you're mentioning, but hmm. That, I remember that was a really fun game too. I haven't played Angry Birds Epic RPG. What? Uh, Wait, that's apparently one that exists. <laughs> RPG. I How played, does that work? I don't know. I haven't played. I haven't played a lot of them, but I played like the first one, uh, Rio, Transformers, uh, Star Wars, Space, God, uh, Seasons. <laughs> I think Seasons was the last one I played, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, no, game's currently. Fine. I'm currently deleting Cytus 2 on my phone to make room for Angry Birds. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, I'm downloading it. I mean, I, Angry Birds might be better than Cytus. I don't know. So you're going to be playing nothing but Angry Birds. We're going to have an Angry Birds spoiler cast. It's time for a comeback, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. Um, no, I, I remember liking it a lot. It was a fun game. Yeah, I only played the first one, but I played, uh, you know, I played the whole thing, so I must have liked it. Yeah. It, it does have a finite end, which is nice. A game called Battle Bay that they make. A, a what game? A 5v5 multiplayer battle arena. It doesn't look like it's related to Angry Birds at all. Hmm. You collect boats. It's all on boats. This sounds you right sh- up your alley. <laughs> I, I mean, I would definitely like this. I don't know that I would like it on a phone, but I mean, looking at it, I'll install it. It looks kind of cool. Sure. But yeah, um, that's about it. Well, I was going to say that's about it for games. That was actually like six games. Uh, the other <laughs> thing I've been doing is spending hours of my day watching this show called Shinsekai Yori, which is translates to From the New World, which is a show that has been recommended to me just numerous times. People keep saying, oh, it's exactly your shit. Like, it's kind of a psychological, doesn't go like uh, expectation subverting kind of weird thing. And yep, yeah, I'm on like episode 12 of 25. Its concept is pretty interesting. It's a thousand years in the future. It's after the apocalypse. It's these kids that have like psychic powers and stuff like that. And the fourth episode of that show is actually extremely good, where it kind of reminded me of Mass Effect 1. If you remember the scene with Vigil, where it's just you sitting there and getting a total info dump of the lore and the universe for like the entire time. Uh, which was probably my favorite part of Mass Effect 1. <laughs> but after that, it just gets fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it's just so pretentious and awful, and it just reminds me of Evangelion in the worst ways, and I don't know if I'm going to finish it. The, 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 the struggle that I have with this... I, 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 I wanted, I'm trying, I was trying to come up with a way to make this sound, like, not too harsh, because I don't mean it in a harsh way, but I can't come up with words that are better. But like whenever I hear it's whenever I hear anything about an anime that's explained, like 
Yeah, it's set a thousand years in the future. It's kind of post-apocalyptic, and it's about these kids who have psychic powers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I feel like that describes like four thousand anime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's why that's sometimes why I have a hard time with anime recommendations because when I look at them, it just feels like I'm looking at something the same thing. Like it was very easy to get me to watch like Psychopaths, for example, because sure. like that seems so unique. And then the same thing is true for like Steins Gate that was like one that, that really like immediately was like interesting and different looking, but sometimes those ones, I believe that there are some of those that are really good and better than the like ground level, like tons and tons and tons of them. But sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, Oh my God, this looks like like two dozen other anime that I've seen this week. Yep. I wouldn't disagree, but I mean the same thing could be said for like the Gundam series. <laughs> Oh t- yeah, totally. And, and I like pretty much, I haven't seen all of Gundam, but I've seen like the vast majority of those series, at least a few episodes and I like them. So yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that if your thing is watching loads and loads of anime about kids with psychic powers in a post-apocalypse, more power to you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just yeah. hard sometimes as someone who is less interested in that genre on its face uh, to be, excited about it is all yeah i can see what where you come from i think it's more the moment to moment and the character interaction totally, character yeah. development that differentiates them and, most of the time and it's hard to convey that from looking at a few stills or watching a trailer you know right and this show in particular i i'm gonna try and finish it i'm very close to dropping it but um uh it kind of reminds me so i really didn't like Zombieland. I loved like the first two thirds of zombie land, but the last third of it I thought was fucking terrible because like the smartest characters just start doing the stupidest things, which is yeah. like when the girls like spoilers for zombie land, whatever 10 year old movie or something, uh, where they, the, the girls are obviously the smartest characters in the entire thing. Then they start up the entire, uh, carnival or whatever, making a shit ton of noise. And they're like, we want to ride the Ferris wheel. We, and it's, it's like totally out of character for them. That's this entire show. It's like, yeah. oh, these characters spend this so much time showing that they're really intelligent. Then they just do incredibly stupid things that have no justification. And it's just really frustrating. I can see that. So anyways, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> don't recommend it, but I'll finish it and then maybe let you know. It's probably still not going to be a recommendation, though. <laughs> so wait, so what do you guys think of the Apex Legends No Reconnect thing? Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> that's super dumb. So, I've been and, like living in like a hole, so I don't know what this is. What's happening? They came out and said that they're not going to put resources into. So, as it stands right now, if you if Apex crashes on you or you disconnect, you cannot rejoin the match. Yep. Which is like a standard thing in like most video games, um, yeah. especially competitive games. ones. Um, so they're adding. They obviously everyone's like, you need to add a reconnect feature. Um, and instead they were like, we're not going to commit any resources to adding a reconnect feature because we're concerned that it will be exploited. And instead we're going to commit resources to limiting crashes, which is like dumb. Like, <laughs> there's okay. no exploit that like there's yeah. no way you can exploit that. It's in a, like it's in other battle Royale games. It's in Fortnite. It's yeah. in PUBG. Like we've, we've heard the suggestions from you folks asking for a reconnect, a reconnect to match feature. We are currently not pursuing this for a couple of reasons. One, it opens a lot of risk to players to abuse it. Two, we believe the resources needed to build test and release it are far better spent focused on fixing stability issues so that the feature isn't necessary. That precludes internet, like farting or a power. Outage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, 
there, there's so many reasons. Like uh, I was mentioning this in our chat, it's going to be impossible for that game to have a ranked mode if they're not going to implement a reconnect feature. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they will put in a ranked mode, frankly. Um, sure. But the, the the I think it's dumb. I don't really have crash issues, but it has happened to me once, maybe. And then, yeah. but I have friends that you know we would have they would get two or three crashes a night in it. So like they're never going to be able to solve stability issues across the board. That's just the nature of software development. And so it's, it's absurd that they're to me that they're claiming if, if all they said was we're not pursuing this, we're not interested in like, we don't, it's challenging to do with our architecture, blah, 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 whatever. If they gave like some technical reasoning and said like the resources just aren't there to do it, I would have been like, well, that sucks, but fine. But the fact that they're like hiding behind a, it opens it up to abuse when it's an, a feature that <laughs> yeah. is in then, other battle royale games. And like, and they're like, no, it's stuff. We're just going to make a perfect game. Don't worry about it guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It, it definitely. I understand that, that, that apex has the respawning, which is probably where they're thinking it would be an issue. But if you made it so that you just come back in the game, even if you came back in the game dead and you had to get respawned, then you're spawning in, with no gear or anything, I don't see how you could abuse or exploit that. So until they are able to provide some kind of like real concrete reason why they think it is, could be abused. I don't buy that at all. And I think they've done a, I mean, to be clear that the game's really good and they've done an amazing job being open with the community. So I don't want to like seem like I'm like saying respawn is canceled or something, but like (laughs) this is a blunder. It's a mistake. Yeah. I mean like the rest of that particular update is actually quite good. It's just those, that one little tiny paragraph is just like, Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. still good game. Uh, and the other one I had, so you guys ready to empty your hard drive to play some division two. Fuck no. (laughs) Did we ever talk about that open beta? Was that, a, did you, did you talk about last week? Uh, Sam talked to, Oh, not the open beta. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was beta. I thought that beta was extremely boring. Yeah. I don't know. For, for, con, for context, Ubisoft listed the, the division two patch or after day one patch and everything is going to be 90 gigabytes. As someone with a terabyte monthly cap, like you're telling me you, your game takes up 10% of my bandwidth. I can even live with like, yeah, it's a triple A game. It's going to be 40 or 50 gigs. That's like, sure. That's the era we live in, but 92 gigabytes. And there's no way to skirt it with a physical copy. Cause they said you have to still download like an 80 gigabyte patch or something with a physical yeah, copy. Oh my God. It's after the day one patch. Like it's just ridiculous. It's oh dumb. It's, it's almost like, I don't know that I believe that it should be like, I, I almost wonder if there's some form of regulation that that would be from a platform, like a digital distributor standpoint, not a government standpoint so much, where they should say, you know, if your game is going to be 100 gigabytes and people have data caps, you can't price it above X cost sure. because that's you're 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 costing in a, in a way you're costing people money to download it in the first place. So you, you can't like also charge a hundred dollars, which is what the, the version that, that most serious people of that are playing the division two are going to buy the hundred dollar one because it comes with the season pass and stuff like, and then on top of that, the game's boring. So like <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
or I don't know, is Sam the only one who seems really interested in that game? I don't know about Andre's feelings. I think he thought it was boring too, but yeah, that's what he, he indicated to me. I, and I don't want to dunk. Like if you really like the division, then like it's more of that. So I'm sure that that community will be happy with it. And yeah. I don't necessarily, I'm kind of, I'm sort of stating my opinion as fact, which I don't mean to, because it is my opinion that it's boring. I love playing like space trucking simulators that most people would say are incredibly boring. So I get it. But like the, I was thinking about it yesterday. I said it in our chat, like shooting in that game felt like editing an Excel spreadsheet to me. It was like, there's like no feedback at all when you shoot something. Well, that, that was another way to phrase my exact problem with the first game where yeah. like, skill didn't enter into it at all. It's just, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. And, and, and it's not even, I can, I'm fine with that. If you hide it behind something that's really, really like Anthem almost pulls that off because it has the flight and the abilities and the dashing around and stuff. So like none of that really matters when you get down to it because it is a numbers game there too. But, um, it feels good. Destiny is the same way. Destiny is just a numbers game, but because the guns feel so good to use in that game, it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like I, I still enjoy my time with it. Yeah. Um, whereas division was like, it, I mean, it was so boring to shoot the guns and to fight do the firefights in it. And the one thing that I liked is that there are the melee enemies that kind of like charge at you. And sometimes they surprise you because of flank and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. But all it forces you to do is turn around and shoot something else. It doesn't like actually make you do anything strategically different and like the abilities don't make sense to me i kept using my drone but it didn't i couldn't figure out how it worked um and it would die immediately like i would summon it and tell it to do something and then it would start to fly in that direction and get shot down like as soon as it like before it could actually like drop its bombs or do anything um which kind of sucked and not even in like really really intense firefights just with like two or three guys to try to test it it would get blown up. Um, so like that sucked. The only thing I liked about it was, and it's a shame cause I like this part of it so much that I will still probably buy the game when it's like 15, 20 bucks. Cause the, like what they've done with the first one, I mean, eventually it'll be easy to get because the environment is really cool. Yeah. Like Washington DC is a cool setting and going through like the grand DC hotel or whatever it's called a hotel that like I've stayed in and they modeled it surprisingly accurately is pretty cool mm-hmm. being able to go like it was, there was a really cool moment where you're, you go, to, I forget what they call it, but it's, it's the, it's, it's the, um, now I'm mixing them up in my head because, uh, I can't remember what they call it in the, in the game. Um, but, uh, like the, the theater that where, or no, no, no. The theater that, uh, Lincoln was shot in it's the Ford theater. Um, uh, yeah, Ford's theater. Okay. I just didn't want to put my foot in my mouth and say a very important <laughs> place in American history wrong, but uh, I forget what they call it in, in the division two, but in real life, it, it's the Ford's theater and uh, it's where Lincoln was assassinated and it is in downtown DC. And I've been there before. And when you stand across the street from the Ford's theater, if you look right, you can see the FBI building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they modeled that in division two, like impeccably, it looks perfect. And it's really cool. Like I actually pulled up Google street view to take, to do the comparison side by side. And it's like amazing. So that part of it, 
the idea of like doing a level in the Smithsonian and doing a level in Congress and doing a level in at, at the world war two Memorial or whatever, that stuff is neat. And I would like to see it just to explore those spaces. Um, but it's so not fun to play. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something I enjoyed in the original division too, was yeah, going yeah. through Manhattan being like, Oh yeah, I've been here. And this actually looks pretty accurate to my memory of it. Like, right. Yeah. That's and, really cool. And like, um, they're very good at that. It but. did have good, it did have cool stuff like the dark zone was cool. So if they did something neat with the dark zone in this game, sure. But I, I mean, now there's that thing with the division one, the dark zone was novel then, and there weren't games like PUBG and apex and stuff, which in some ways kind of gets at, how that felt. I mean, not completely because you just kill everyone in a battle Royale, whereas the dark zone was all about like, maybe we should work with these people. Maybe we should turn on them. But having had that experience once in the division one, I don't know that unless they made radical changes to how it works in a new cool way. I don't know that just that again makes up for the fact that it's boring to do the fighting. Fair enough. The main component of the game. And then the other thing, and this may have just been for the beta, but I don't, think so because i never i didn't even get through to the like end game stuff they were showing in the beta but there's a point where you do the first mission and it's like okay cool that was that was interesting uh, i guess and then you get in like you go back to your base and like you get a billion things that pop up and now there's like 400 different kinds of currency to earn and like it's oh, yeah. all dumped on you right at once and i i couldn't stand that it was like totally overwhelming. I kind of shut it down after that. Cause I was like, I don't want to deal with learning how all these different crafting materials and all of these different mission givers work. Yeah. Yeah. Games need to get really better at, at some of that when they kind of just dump it all, all of that on you at once, like especially all those different systems or things like that. Yeah. Anybody planning on playing devil may cry? Actually, I am going to go to the local video game store today to see if I can snag a, a cheap copy of the Devil May Cry HD collection for Xbox One. Because I would like to play. Um, I know I get. Sorry, there's a dog whining in the background. Uh, I know. I know I get uh, um, a lot of uh, flack unfairly from certain members of this podcast who are not here today uh for the fact that i go back and play the old games in the series but the devil may cry games are not long so and they're so affordable devil may cry 4 is on game pass so like it's like totally worth it to me to 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 breeze through a few of those because i really like i've only played the first game and i really enjoyed it so it's worth it to me to check out i'm told three is the best one so i want to like is. check out the other ones in the yeah. series I really, before I really enjoyed three dmc5 because originally i wasn't that excited for dmc5 for some reason all of the lead up it was like these cutscenes look cool but i felt like i had a bad feeling that when it came out people were going to say it was too thin and not like not enough there but un- instead it is clearly beloved so i feel like i should play it now cool erica no yes but i mean <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so it seems like a game. It seems like a game you should play. I feel like. I just. I've. I've never. I've never. I don't know. Okay. Like that, you know, it's like one of those things where like if 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 I end up wanting something like that, and everybody else says it's really good, like I probably will get it. 
but it seems like it could be a good date night game like i really like i really liked dmc the uh team ninja one for that i still haven't played that either it's extremely good because it just they go hard like they just (laughs) they they dive into the weird stuff I think seeing the opening cutscene, which I'm aware I think was out there before this weekend, but sure. seeing the opening cutscene was the final thing of the like, I think I want to play this game. Where like Nero, like I think it's Nero, gets like Nero's the one with the arms that you can change out, right? I can't remember. Okay. Uh it's like he is like he like jumps they're in the van, he and the woman whose name I don't know, uh, who drives the van. They're driving along and then like they encounter some demons and then he jumps out of the window, the passenger window, and then it goes into slow motion and it's just him flipping through the credits, which are on like signs and stuff, headshotting demons over and over again while the van flips through the air and like the woman driving it like catches a cigarette in her mouth and then like Nero like comes around to the other side of the van eventually and like lands smoothly back into the seat. And it's this like super, super complex two minute long sequence. That's all in slow motion. And then they keep driving. And then like he lights her cigarette for her. And then as the, they drive away, it says on the pavement, like this game does not endorse tobacco or condone the use of cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I saw that cutscene and I was like, okay, this is definitely my shit. <laughs> this yeah. is extremely up. That's real dumb. That's cute. <laughs> Sounds fun. And I have one last piece of news for you guys. Yoko Taro has started playing Final Fantasy XIV. He put out a tweet yesterday saying, well, because apparently um, people at Square have been kind of making fun of him or something, saying like, hey, if you want to you wanna work on, you actually want to work on a new Final Fantasy game, play through all of fourteen. He's like, okay. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so he's he's playing it. Yeah, he put out a tweet. That's cute. Well, good for him. <laughs> I hope they give him an Emil head. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can get one already in the game. Because yeah. I did near stuff in 14 as a crossover thing. Yeah, just recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope they just 14's a good game. Yeah. I would say to anyone who is looking for a theme park MMO, that is the one I would direct them to. All right. Uh, well, if any, everybody else doesn't have anything new to add, I think we can start wrapping this up. Um, all right. So Alex, where can people find you in the podcast? You can send me an email at gaming at fix.space. Which, yeah, which is a thing that we have. Uh, <laughs> if people want to start emailing us, I'm sure we would answer email questions on the show. <laughs> I, I, I would, I'd be into that, even though I've never looked at our, our, uh, email maybe we have a whole list of questions piled up already who knows yeah who knows uh but yeah email us uh pat where can people find you uh you can find me at gesture pc on twitter and on the gaming fix youtube channel this week has been light because i actually have a ton of sunless skies videos to post but i just totally blanked on actually doing it this week like literally kept thinking about it at work going, Oh, I need to do that. And then forgetting, I promise I will schedule them out and get them uploaded this weekend uh, so that they will start releasing on the right time. And then I'm also going to try, I'm messing around with adding another game to the mix and maybe trying to get two games a week. I don't know what that will be yet. Um, But last week I did record some first impressions of the game beacon, uh, the new monothetic, uh, monothetic, um, 
roguelite shooter. Um, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like if Bastion was a little bit more sci-fi and a little bit more roguelite. Um, not that I would say it seems quite at the level of Bastion yet, but it is good and it's a cool, cool concept. So we'll see if I do some more roguelite stuff. I also might make that a venue to put some time into playing Kenshi, which I won't talk about this week. But uh, that's a whole thing. So, yeah, check me out on Jester PC on Twitter and at the Fixed YouTube. All right, Erica, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Erica, spelled A-I-R-E-H-C-U-H. I'm also technically on Instagram, but I don't really use it. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Um, all right. You can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Um, and also on, uh, Twitch occasionally, which <laughs> hasn't been in the past few weeks because I've been really busy with work, uh, at happy beeps here. And I'd also like to start, uh, posting stuff on the YouTube channel or writing stuff more, but, uh, hopefully when work is less work. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been, I've been busy lately. Hence me only playing uh, Tetris this week. All right. So I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Ooh, I have one tiny comment for you. Yes. I looked up which member of twice was playing superstar. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was Jong Yeon, but that was the one I watched, but apparently okay. Mina also did it too. And so did Che Young and uh, Nyan too. Okay, I feel like I need to go watch all of those videos I'm now. I'm about so. sending them to you right now. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> all right, so with that, Kate Pop uh, Have a good week, everybody. Bye. 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 Don't play Anthem. Yeah, second it. Don't play Anthem. I don't want my PS4 to break, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it sucks. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>